You're listening to World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I am the socialite who is passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am delighted today to have a guest returning. We've had Beth on before. Let me give a quick introduction of Beth. Beth Hayden is a nationally known speaker and social media expert. She is founder of Firefly Digital Marketing. She regularly contributes to the web's top social media blogs, and her featured post on Pinterest marketing for copyblogger.com is one of the site's most shared posts. Beth frequently speaks about blogging, content marketing, and Pinterest at conferences and events across the country. Beth, welcome back. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm delighted to be here. Well, you know, we first chatted several months ago when your book just came out, and your book is called Pinfluence, the complete guide to marketing your business with Pinterest. And it was so much fun then, but Pinterest has just, wow, exploded. So we really wanted to have you back on to talk about everything new with Pinterest. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I remember when we talked, I think my book was just coming out. Um, and now I'm delighted to talk to you about what's been going on since then and the new changes in Pinterest since then. So I think this is going to be really exciting. It is, you know, and, and it's funny, people come up to me and they say, what is P-interest? And I say, no, no, it's Pinterest. <laughs> or they come up with you know, some other variations. And one yep. of the first things I tell them is, it's addictive. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I second that. Pretty pictures, you know, all those various things. But more importantly, it is now, I believe, the fourth leading driver of traffic to websites. Am I correct on that? Well, the last I'd heard, it was actually the second among ooh, social ooh. media sites. So it was right behind Facebook. And at least nice. I heard that a couple months ago. I'm hoping yeah. it still holds true. Uh, but, yeah, I heard it was really – it was beating everyone, even Twitter, which was yeah. un- unexpected, especially for how quickly it grew. Oh, definitely. You know, because Pinterest hasn't even been around a year. Is it uh, this summer, if I remember right? No, it was – it's been around for about three years. It only really started to break, though – and get big in around January, February of 2012. So around that's right. Last year, that's when everybody started paying attention to it. But it had been around, and, and lots of women, especially, which, which I'm sure we'll talk about, mm-hmm. um, were using it for you know wedding planning and um, homeschooling lessons and stuff like that. But it really, oh my gosh, Deb, I'm so sorry. <laughs> One ringy dingy, oh two ringy dingy. I, I knew there was something I was forgetting. There was a checklist that I had for all the things to turn off in my house, and I missed one. Um, anyway, so it was being used, except then um, everybody really started noticing it at this time last year and started noticing the marketing possibilities for it, which is why there was a big, you know, to-do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, it's obviously a lot of fun. I really enjoy going mm-hmm. to the site, and I have learned if I if I want to kill a couple hours, I can do that. But I also <laughs> don't go during the day. You know, and and even yeah. if I'm posting for business, I do tend to use it more in the evenings because, as as I frequently tell people, I'm the kid with bright shiny objects, and holy cow, there are mm-hmm. lots of bright shiny objects on on oh, Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, I think that's where people get lost is they do think it's just to go and look at pictures, just to go and get recipes and craft ideas and, you know, how to decorate your house, which it's definitely great for that. But tell us why, as a business person, we should use it. Yeah, the main key, I think, that people don't realize when they're looking at Pinterest is I heard a, a guy who was speaking at an event I went to about a year ago, and he said, I don't understand Pinterest. It's just another photo album. So mm-hmm. why would anybody pay attention to it? And that's what people see when they look at it. I mean, they do see the craft things and the recipes and stuff like that. But where Pinterest is really powerful is when we remember that every pin, you know, every image on Pinterest mm-hmm. that's being shared is a link to somewhere else. It's a link to a website or a, a page on the Macy's.com website or a blog post or somewhere else. And so people are clicking from those pins over to websites and blogs. That's why it's sending so much referral traffic. Right. So when you think about the marketing marketing possibilities, you know, when I talk to my clients about it, what I say is that I, I want you to be putting great content up there, including links to your own blog posts and your own uh, website content. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the more of that you put out there, the more traffic you're going to get back. And there's lots of other ways to use Pinterest and, and really get an audience and that kind of thing. But I really want, want people to think of it as as a bookmarking site, a visual bookmarking site. That's kind of how I describe it. Right. Um, so it, you can be sharing your bookmarks with the people who follow you on Pinterest, and each one of those bookmarks is an image. Um, but it's a place to share content, including links to your own stuff. And then other people can also share links to your stuff, and so it can drive a ton of traffic. And it's great for product-based businesses. People are selling, you know, physical products, and service-based businesses too. I see lots of coaches use it, and um, so. But that's the gist of it. It is much more powerful than it looks on the outside, because I thought it was sort of fluffy at first too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then when I started digging into it, I thought, you know, there's actually a lot here, and there's a lot of different ways that you can use it. So. Well, and you just mentioned one of the key things, and it's one of the mistakes I see people make the most, is you know maybe they're using it for business, and they're mm-hmm. only linking to other websites. You know, I'll go, and there's not a single link that goes to their own content. Yes. I know. I see a lot of people make that mistake, too. And I'm not a fan of over-promoting right. on mm-hmm. any social media website. You know, you should never just be talking about yourself. I'm a fan of linking to other to other people, but I think people miss a huge opportunity when they're not posting their own blog posts, their own web content, articles that they've written for other sites, uh, things like book reviews. You know, mm-hmm. so when I get a good review, I put it on my Pinterest. You know, I have a board specifically for the book on my Pinterest account, and when right. I get a good review, I post it there. You know, because mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is the stuff that I really want to, want people to pay attention to, and it oh, makes yeah. sense to put it up there. So, yeah, I think people are missing an opportunity because they just see it as a a place to look at pretty pictures, you know? Right. You know, and and on my boards, I've got – I have a recipe board, which I I Mm -hmm. see tends to bring the most people because they're – you know, that's where they they find that and then they go there. But, you know, and then I've got some other fun boards. I've got one for University of Colorado since that's my alma mater and, you know, some other pretty picture one and a cartoon one. But then I have one for my blog. And I have one for my program here on Mile High Radio. But I make it clear that those boards, you know, that's my content. So people don't think it's kind of the the used car salesman. But to me, having those other links is being a great resource. And I do have business Mm -hmm. links on there. I have a social media page. I have a Facebook page or board. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that way they're getting that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're doing it exactly right. I'd be curious to ask, if you don't mind me asking, whether you're getting a lot of traffic from Pinterest. 
Do I'm getting it, like, quite a bit. You know, referral traffic mm-hmm. there? I'm, yeah, I'm seeing good. traffic at least going to my website. So they're clicking mm-hmm. from the blog post. They're clicking through, obviously, on the, the radio program. You know, and, and yeah. one of the cool things about, uh, especially my radio blog is that, or my radio program board is mm-hmm. I, if the, the, my guest, say for example, you is on Pinterest, I tag your name. And so mm-hmm. tell people what happens if I tag your name on my board. Right. So if you tag me, it works in sort of if you're familiar with Twitter, it's a similar kind of um, of model. So if you tag mm-hmm. me, then in the uh, the description of your board, you know, the way you get a little caption in the, the um, right. mm-hmm. space under, underneath each pin, if you tag me in the caption, then there will be a link to my Pinterest account directly from there, mm-hmm. and I'll get a notification saying that you tagged me. And so that's your way of drawing me into the conversation and saying, hey, Beth, I'd really like to talk to you, or I have a question, or hey, I just wanted to, to talk you up, you know, in the caption, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great way to get people engaged, and I personally think the tagging is sort of uh, underutilized in Pinterest, and I don't see a ton of people doing it right now. Um, right. And in Facebook, we do it all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's really, really common, but I don't see it quite so often in Pinterest, and I mm-hmm. think people would, would benefit from it, definitely. Well, and of course, you know, say, for example, with my radio program, when I tag you, that's an encouragement mm-hmm. for you then to tag the, the program on your own stuff. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, like actually, it happened just this morning on Facebook, and could easily happen the same way on Pinterest. I mm-hmm. saw you tag me on a Facebook announcement about this show, right. and I said, "Oh yeah, I really, really want to promote that to my list." And so mm-hmm. I sent it out as a you know status update to my whole Facebook group, and tagged you back, and put a link to MileHighRadio.com, and and it works exactly the same way in Pinterest. You know, right. just as a, as a way of sort of dinging someone and saying, "Hey, I want your attention," you know, in a good way, not mm-hmm. an obnoxious way. So yeah. Well, and the the key is that you're tagging an image, which is is what you you it makes it so cool, especially for people mm-hmm. who are very visual. And you know, sometimes you don't have an image. You know, a great example is again my my radio program because it's just linking to the the audio recording. So I get the uh, obviously with permission always the uh, headshot of my guest. But tell people, mm-hmm. walk people through if there's not an image, how can they add one there? Well, so I don't recommend adding one. I like to go about it a slightly different way. Oh, good. Uh, since the last time we talked, I've, just, I've discovered a really cool tool that you can mm-hmm. use for this because that's a really common problem. If people say, hey, I love this piece of content, but there's no image in it. You know, how do I pin it? Because Pinterest mm-hmm. just won't let you do it at all if there's no image at all on the page, which happens, you know, not all the time, but fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. So I found a tool called Quozio. And it's Q-U-O-Z-I-O, and I believe it's just at Quozio.com. And um, and the way it works is that you, uh, let's say on um, one of your Mile High radio shows, uh, if you had a particular page, you know, for this mm-hmm. show that you wanted to pin to Pinterest, you could highlight a little block of text, maybe a sentence or even a paragraph. Ah. Highlight that text. You hit this little Quozio button that, that you can put into your browser, that's called Quote with Quozio, mm-hmm. and then Quozio takes that highlighted text and turns it into a pin. So it's just on a, it's on a cool background, and it takes that wow. text and turns it into you know, a really pretty font and, and makes it really attractive. And you see a 
fair amount of that kind of thing. You know, you see people with quotes and things like that on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. It's working the same way, that you're just putting text on a page, and then it creates an image that goes right back to your Mile High Radio show page. Nice. That you to send people back to. Yeah. So it's a way of you. It actually, and come and think of it, it is you sort of creating images. Mm-hmm. It's just a really slick, slick way of doing it. So it's Quozio, Q-U-O-Z-I-O, and it's it's slick. I love it. Nice. Well, and and of course the. The most important thing is that you're creating the interesting image because if it's just, you know, something bland and boring, we all go, eh, and we don't click it. Right. Yeah, and that's why it's key to pick the most interesting sentence. If you're going to do the Quozio route and create a little badge, you know, that has text on it, you want an interesting sentence on there or perhaps the headline of the if it's a blog post, you know, and the headline really grabs attention, you can do that too, so... Yeah, there's lots of good ways of working with it, but it's it's a matter of making sure that it really stands out to people because you got to stand out among the crowd when people right. are you know sort of uh, mm-hmm. going through Pinterest and, and looking for cool stuff. Well, and and speaking of the crowd, what are the Pinterest numbers? Who's there? You know, who uses it the most? All those good things. I'm sorry, you broke up just a little bit. Can oh. you repeat that? Uh, so who is on Pinterest? You know, how many, about uh, how many people have we got? Is it still predominantly women? You know, all of those yeah. good numbers that people need to know. Yeah, so last time I heard it was in the neighborhood of around 11 million. It might be a little higher than that now because the stats that I see only come out every couple months or so. Mm-hmm. And the last I heard it was somewhere between, um, what I hear is 70 and 80% women. Mm-hmm. And those women are between the ages of 24 and 54. And it's pretty evenly spread out among those age groups. I expected it to, to mm-hmm. uh, slant a little bit younger, but it hasn't. Um, so it's anywhere between 24 and about 55 or so. And it is predominantly women at this point. But what I tell people is that they don't have to just have a female audience right. in order to get good business use out of it. I see lots of types of businesses on there, including ones that target directly to men. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all having a good time on Pinterest and getting you know really good traffic from it and getting good customer engagement from it. So don't let it discourage you if you're not just marketing to women. Mm-hmm. But, yes, primarily right now it is a, a mostly female audience. Great. You know, and, and I think one of the things that, that, especially as a male, as someone should consider is, you know, you're going to stand out if you're there because right. you are just, oh, you know, one in, in every eight or so. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and I've yeah, seen, and I see companies, some pages right, from like guys that are fabulous. Yes, exactly. You know, and that's what's interesting is that once you do have a good board or a good account that speaks to the men that are on there, you're going to have great traction. Because the men that are on there are looking for content that speaks to them, you know. I've seen places like Panasonic um, have wonderful, and Sony actually, Sony Electronics has a great, um, wow. a, a great account, and um, GE, the electric, you know, the electric company, um, they have great stuff on there too that appeals to a more male audience. So yeah, there are right. people doing good things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to me, what's fun about it is. It is very different, you know, and, and maybe that is just because it's so visual and, and I just like pretty pictures, but yes. <laughs> so I can skim through quickly. I can click on the pictures I like. For the most part, it's still nice and clean. You know, I did see mm-hmm. a, a couple of images last week that I reported and Pinterest is yeah. very good at, you know, yeah. if there is an image that is offensive, you report it and yeah. it's gone. Um, you Absolutely. know, and, and yeah, so, you know, that you don't really yeah. have to worry about that too much. Um, but right. yeah, it's, it really is, you know, you, you'd asked earlier, it is driving traffic to my website, which is what mm-hmm. you want it to do. Yeah, and what I've noticed about my Pinterest traffic, because it's probably, it goes back and forth between being the number one and number two driver Mm -hmm. of traffic to my site. 
and some of it has to do with how active I am on it too. The more active I am, the more traffic it's driving, of course. But what's interesting about Pinterest traffic is that it, the people who come, I notice that they spend more time on my site. If I have somebody coming from Twitter or Facebook, mm-hmm. sometimes they come in and they just bounce off right away and they don't spend time on the site, but my Pinterest traffic sticks around, which is, of course, what you want. Um, and you can get them to read more stuff on your site and buy your products and get on your mailing list and stuff like that. So you really want that. Mm-hmm. And with my Pinterest traffic, they stay. And I think part of it has to do with how you're drawing them in on Pinterest. It's sort of like they know what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a Pinterest badge that has the name of your blog post in it, you know, just mm-hmm. like with Quozio, um, they kind of know what they're getting. And they're right. already pretty interested. So they're mm-hmm. more likely to go and read the whole article, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a great driver of traffic, and, and, and it has been a business boon for me since I started using it. Oh, definitely. Now, one of the things that we've seen recently with Pinterest within, you know, the last several months is that they have started uh, emphasizing business pages. Tell us the difference mm-hmm. between a personal page and a business page and how do we get a business page and would we want one? Yeah, business pages are fairly new They're just within the last couple of months. And it's funny, with business pages, you, when, when somebody converts, let's say, a personal page, so you've got yours probably for you as Deb. Mm-hmm. And you can convert it if you want to to a Pinterest business page. But what's funny is that when you do that transfer, um, it's not going to look any different than it would. And basically business pages don't look any different than personal pages right now. So it's not as if the Macy's business page, you know, screams, I'm a business, as in the fact right. that there's mm-hmm. Macy's on it, of course. Um, but as far as the actual functionality of Pinterest, it doesn't look any different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to get you guys the link, and if you give me a second here, okay. um, I want to get you guys the link for where you can go to learn more about okay. Pinterest. Oh, great. And so it's just business.pinterest.com. And that uh, will help you convert your existing account over to a business page if you're going from personal to business. And if you're brand new to Pinterest, you can set up a business account right from the start. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing that they're doing right now, there's not, like I said, there's not a whole lot of difference between personal and business right now as far as Pinterest. Mm-hmm. But what it does give you is some extra badges and tools and things you can use on your website. And uh, something I discovered the other day was a way for you to embed uh, whole Pinterest boards in ah. a web page or a blog mm-hmm. post, which I think is really cool. Mm. And that's available within the Pinterest you know, business area. Then they have things like case studies, best practices for business, that kind of thing, which I think Mm -hmm. are great. Um, And they're just looking to try to make it easier for their business owners. And I think what they're trying to do is set up a place where you can raise your hand and say, yes, I'm a business. Mm -hmm. And then later they will be able to give you more and more tools. So right now it's not a huge thing, but it is something Mm -hmm. I'm recommending. If people know they're going to use it for marketing, I say, yes, go ahead and convert, you know, or start a new business account if you're brand new to it. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what's going on with that. Not a, not a whole lot right now, but I think they're headed in the direction of doing a lot more with it. Now, is there a reason why someone would have to have a business account as opposed to a personal account? You know, if maybe they're, yeah. they're pinning to something where they're offering pricing, things like that? Yeah, not right now that I know of. I mean, okay. they, Facebook, Facebook has fairly strict rules about what you're allowed to do on your personal profile. Right, yeah, Facebook is pretty picky. Yeah, and they don't crack down on it necessarily. I see a lot of people promoting from their, you know, personal accounts, Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like Facebook is is policing necessarily. But Pinterest hasn't come out and said, no, you're not allowed to ever promote from your personal page. I don't know if they ever will. I think they've been really friendly to businesses, and I think they know that eventually that's where their money is going to come from. It's where their Mm -hmm. revenue is going to come from. 
So they don't say that now. But what I say is, yes, it's not going to hurt. You know, it can only really help as mm-hmm. far as a business. So if you know that that's what you're going to be using your account for, I say, yes, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you're like me and you have a combination of personal and business posts on your Pinterest page? Should I convert and then just have Pinterest, uh, business or should I stay where I am? That's, that's actually what I'm confused about is, you know, should I yeah. do a new Pinterest page, which then that's just one more thing for me to have to remember, or you know, should <laughs> yeah. I just stay personal with, with what I've got right now? Yeah, yeah, that is a great question. Um, and what I tell people on that is I think it is completely okay for you to have a mix of business and personal on your Pinterest account. Mm-hmm. So even if you're using it to market to your small business customers in your case, I still want to see what recipes you like. And if you've got a hobby, you know, I want to see stuff on that too because it helps me to develop a relationship with you and to trust you and, mm-hmm. and know you as a human being, you know, and I think that's kind of what we want, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay to have a mix of business and personal on there. Okay. So if you are going to convert, you know, over to a business account, I still think it's okay to put that personal stuff on there. Okay. And what I tell people is when possible, I like them to steer away from having two separate accounts unless mm-hmm. you've got two very different businesses that there's no, you know, correlation between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so right. because it's hard enough to maintain one and keep mm-hmm. putting up content on one. That's why I tell people don't start two blogs or heaven help you four. Mm-hmm. You know, I say one is hard enough, you know, mm-hmm. to just focus on the one in all but the but the strangest of circumstances, one will usually do, you know. So that's my advice on that. And I could okay. say more about that too, but um, but that's, that's general advice on that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because, you know, I, I see a lot of different things on Pinterest where, you know, it's, it's just interesting content and, and all of those. But I came across one today that, you know, somebody started following me on Pinterest. And I'm going to tell you the name of his, of his ID because I just, I had to laugh from a marketing perspective. The name yeah. of the page is called, What Can I Sell to Make Money, Make an Income from Home Online? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my gosh, wow. Now, what's good and what's bad about that? <laughs> well, I think, oh, there's a lot of things wrong with that. That was the name of his webpage or the name of his Pinterest account? His Pinterest account. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, so wow. it's a Pinterest wow. account. So what can I sell to make money, make an income from home online? Okay. Well, the, the first thing that stands out to me about that is that it's clear, clear that he's looking for uh, trying to put those keywords in his Pinterest account so that mm-hmm. he perhaps gets picked up by the search engines for those. But it's coming across like he's asking the question, like he has no idea what he can do to make money online. So mm-hmm. if what he's actually selling is a as a product to try to make money online, I wouldn't buy it <laughs> because he sounds like he's lost. You know, he sounds like he's sort of just as lost as the general public. You know, not the general public is, is clueless, but they do have a lot of questions about how they can make money online, you know. So I wouldn't necessarily trust him as an expert in that if that's how he's going about setting up his account. It just seems weird to me. Am I wrong on that, or is that how it hits you too, Deb? You know, it, it, well, the first thing it hit me as was it was just really long because it doesn't even yeah, show totally in, in the thing. But, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was confusing. Um, you know, and, and I'm looking at his boards. He's got good boards. So yeah. the problem, and, and the reason I bring this up is it's a good thing for anybody to remember, you know, whether you're using it for fun or, yeah. or but especially for business. If the title of your page is not, or your Pinterest account is not something intuitive and easy for people to uh, follow, to remember, they're not going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it needs to be memorable and as short as you can possibly make it. And that's true for web, you know, URLs when you're setting up a domain, mm -hmm. as well as a Pinterest account like this. You know, the shorter the better. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And it's just a little, I, I don't know, with that it seems a little off-putting to me. You know, it's just not necessarily somebody that I would really be drawn in and say, ooh, I really want to learn more about that, you know. I think the direction that small business is going in is that we, we are looking to connect with other human beings. And right. the more we can come across as human and relatable, the better. And I don't think that that account name necessarily does that. You know, right. it might be being too hard on yeah. guys. So if he'd used but, his yeah. name and then that information yeah. in his description, that would have been yeah. much better. Yes, agreed. I would much rather that he say he's Joe Smith, you know. Um, and then I would look more at the, you know, the blurb that it gives you to write in your profile, you know, run underneath your name. And then I'd be looking at his pins. But if I saw that as the name, I'd be like, no, I think I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to go visit Deb on Pinterest. Right. You know? right. Yeah. Now, speaking of that, I do tend to, especially on, on Pinterest, I will follow back the people who follow me. You know, and, and mm -hmm. for the most part, there have been a couple I've gone back in and, and unfollowed, or I do just, you know, mm -hmm. certain boards. What is your kind of rule of thumb on that? Yeah, what I try to do with that, because I try not to follow too many people, because I do find it sort of clogs up my Pinterest homepage. And for those who don't know, the folks that you follow on Pinterest, what happens is that you see their pins. When they pin something new, it's going to come in on your Pinterest homepage. So the homepage on Pinterest works very similar to Facebook. When you go to your homepage on Facebook, you see what's called a news feed, which is a whole big list of everything that your friends have been up to. So it's a mix of status updates and links and uh, photos and all that, and videos and that kind of stuff. And on Pinterest, it works the same way. Your Pinterest homepage, once you're logged in, is a news feed of all of the Pinterest activity from the people you've followed. So, Deb, if you, you know, if I follow you and you pin something new, then it's going to show up on my Pinterest homepage. So mm -hmm. that's sort of some background there. And, Deb, do I have enough time to explain this? Yes. Mm -hmm. A little further? Okay. Yes. I don't want to overshoot over, uh, here. Nope, um, we're fine. So, okay. So when somebody follows me, what I normally do is look at their account and say, are they pinning stuff that's interesting to me? Um, I know from, like, another social media expert might say, absolutely, follow everybody back to give them the, the love and the thank you and follow them back. Um, but I'm really interested in seeing content on my Pinterest homepage that's really interesting to me. So if I take a glance through their boards and I see a couple things that really spark my interest and I think, oh, I'd love to see that on my Pinterest homepage, then yes, I will follow them back. Mm -hmm. But if it's stuff that's of no interest to me, then usually I don't. Um, and I'll follow anyone, honestly. If they've got interesting stuff up, it doesn't matter if they've got three followers or 3,000. You know, I'm looking more at their content and think, you know, is this stuff that I'm going to be interested in? But I also think it's fine to follow everybody back. You know, there's absolutely no harm in that either because you could always unfollow them later if they're putting mm -hmm. up stuff that's not interesting to you. I think either way you'd be fine. Well, and of course, one of the cool things about it, you know, unlike Facebook and Twitter and, and LinkedIn, it's all or nothing on those sites. Yeah. But on Pinterest, yeah. you know, maybe I go to somebody's board or to, to somebody's account and they've got 10 boards and eight of them I could care less about. I can follow just the two that I really yeah. like. Absolutely, and I love that about Pinterest. I think that's really cool. It lets you pick and choose, you know. And I have some boards that have gotten more followers than my overall account. In fact, I see that fairly frequently with my clients, too, you know, that they have one board that's drawing a lot of attention. Right. Um, and I think what you can learn from that, too, as a Pinterest user is that your um, your people that you're trying to get to follow you are interested in that topic, 
So if perhaps you could start a second board that's related to that, you know, then it's going to take off and it's going to get traction. You know, right. you can learn a lot from looking at your follower accounts, your overall one for your whole account and the one for just one specific board too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a great idea to look at that. Well, and, and one of the other cool things that I've started doing a lot is having other people giving them the ability to post on some of my boards. You know, I, I obviously my, my true, like my blog and, and my radio one, I don't. But, you know, mm-hmm. some of the other boards, I'm getting some very cool pins from other people putting on there. Absolutely. I love the concept of collaborative boards on Pinterest. I think that's so cool. And what I encourage businesses to do is reach out to their clients or their prospective clients and say, hey, would you like to be a guest, you know, pinner on my board for this week? And we'd love mm-hmm. to see what content you put out there. It can be a, fa- a fantastic way to connect with your clients. And it feels good to the person who gets approached, too. You know? Right. And what I heard, I hadn't thought of this, and this is new since the last time I talked to you, Deb. Um, I read a great article about a woman who has something like three, 3 million followers on Pinterest, mm-hmm. which just blows my mind. Wow. It's just it's a huge number. And one of the ways that she has done that is by saying yes to the people who ask her to collaborate on boards, mm-hmm. uh, because those collaborative boards get in front of a lot of people. Right. And so mm-hmm. if you say yes and then you actively pin on those boards, it gets you in front of not only your mm-hmm. own audience, but all the other people who are collaborating on the board as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be a great way to build your following, which is something that I never would have thought of. And when she said it, I smacked my forehead and I said, of course, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So say yes to the ones that make sense to you. And you'll get invitations for boards that perhaps aren't a good fit. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens to me almost every week. But the ones that do fit, say yes. Right. That's you know, a great way to build your following. Well, and keep in mind, you know, when you're accepting those, that they do show up on your board. So, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm looking at mine, and, and now I've rearranged my board so that I have the ones that I want, uh, the, you know, that I feel are the most important at the top, which uh, is a cool little mm-hmm. feature is to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But then the ones where I am, you know, a, a, a collaborator with, those appear too. So, you know, mm-hmm. you might want to be careful when you're thinking about what mm-hmm. boards to collaborate. Because, you know, there's, there's one yeah. here, um, Android Applications. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not really something that I'm all that concerned about. So I right. might want to go back in and say, you know, I'm done collaborating. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you can exit at any time. You can pull yourself out, you know. And what I definitely recommend is don't necessarily – I mean, it's important to look at the title of the board that you're being invited to. But I also look at the content of the board to make sure that it not only matches with the title of the board and it's not just spam or, mm-hmm. you know, dirty pictures or whatever. Right. Um you do need to be careful, um, and because you're right, those that um, once you've signed up as a collaborator, that whoever is pinning to that is going to show up to all of your followers. So you need to make sure it's actually that you know what you're signing up for, and that it's good quality and meets your standards. Right. You know, so you know, and and, yeah. and again, pay attention to them. You know, just because yes. it looks good when you first sign up doesn't mean that things couldn't change. Um, yes, you know, and and, and with it showing on your page, it's your content. You know, so you want yes. to make sure that it's appropriate. Exactly. Yes. Right. You need to be careful of that and have it on your list of things that you check maybe once a week or once a month just to make mm-hmm. sure that it's still up to your standards. Yeah. Cool. 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 Well, we are going to go ahead and, and take our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, let's talk about more about you know, really what, what a business can do and specific types of businesses. You know, I've had some people say, uh, you know, I, I do this and I don't think it would be good. And, you know, so what are the businesses that you think really should be on Pinterest? And, you know, what are tips for, for people who are really just starting out? So we'll talk about that when we come back. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. 
Dickinson of Dickinson Chiropractic. Have you ever wondered why families go to chiropractors? Well, I'm here to give you a little testimonial from a family in my office. They came in for neck pain and uh, hip pain, and they've noticed that their overall health has dramatically improved. Their family has been 19 months free of illnesses of any kind. Their three young girls have not been sick since November of 2009. They have not missed school due to colds, flu, or anything. If you'd like to take advantage of that and get your family well, give my office a call at 303 688 303-688-2300. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for milehighradio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Thank you for being a friend. And we are back. Thank you for being a friend. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I'm passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And my guest today is Beth Hayden. So welcome back, Beth. Thank you. Great. And before we jump back into talking about Pinterest, how do we find you online? How do people connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on my website, which is BethHayden.com, and it's mm-hmm. H-A-Y-D-E-N. And there you can download a free Pinterest marketing report. You'll see a big opt-in form across the top of my site. And you can also find me on Pinterest, and it's just Pinterest.com forward slash Beth Hayden. And that's H-A-Y-D-E-N. D-E-N, yes, H-A-Y-D-E-N. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, you know, for me, if if you sell something that's visual, you know, so you've got some a, a product, you know, something physical, then you should be on Pinterest, whether it's a mm-hmm. photographer, a restaurant. Just think you could post pictures of your special of the day, um, you know, or, you know, it, it doesn't matter kind of what the, what you've got. But who are some of the more interesting ones you've seen that maybe were unexpected that you've seen them on Pinterest? Yeah, generally speaking, there have been a couple of service-type businesses that have surprised me with how well they're doing on Pinterest. Um, I'm seeing some really good coaches and therapists do good things on Pinterest. And I think with therapists, it gets a little harder because local businesses where your people have to be in the local area so they can come and actually sit with you in their their office, I think that's Mm -hmm. a little trickier on Pinterest, Mm -hmm. which we can talk more about in a second. But for coaches who can do, you know, national, um, you know, where people can call them to do their coaching sessions and things like that, I've seen people do amazing things because 
they are considering themselves content curators on Pinterest. And so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but the idea is that you're putting out content that's going to be interesting to your audience. So let's say I'm a coach who specializes in money stuff, mm-hmm. uh, personal finance. What I can be doing on my Pinterest boards is collecting links to other places. So other articles online, other blog posts, you know, this radio show, if you talk about personal finance one day, that kind of thing. And I can be collecting those links because I think they're going to be great for my audience. And so right. people look at me, <clears throat> excuse me, as a subject matter expert, mm-hmm. you know, and so they, they look at that and they say, oh, I really trust her. You know, and, and it's sort of what I'm doing online and what you're doing um, mm-hmm. through Pinterest is collecting those links about blogging and social media right. and Pinterest. And, and people see that and say, oh, she's really knowledgeable. She sends me this great content via Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I really want to work with her. You know, so coaches have a huge market, I think, on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a recruiting company that did really, really smart things, and the mm-hmm. name was escaping me. I put them in my book, and I cannot remember the name. Um, but they specialize in working with um, hospitals to help them recruit speech and uh, and occupational therapists. Oh. And so they had two audiences, the therapists themselves, the speech mm-hmm. and occupational therapists, and the hospitals that, were, that they were working with. And their Pinterest board drives crazy traffic to their website and gets them tons of business hmm. because the speech therapists in particular find them because they have all these great resources in speech therapy. And then they find them and say, oh, they can find me a job in the, you know, I can't remember where they are, St. Louis area, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and they are having amazing luck. Well, not luck. Wow. Work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of business can do really well as well, you know. And then, of course, it goes without saying that if you're selling a product, jewelry, you know, paintings, um, T-shirts, anything else that, that's a physical product that you can send, I absolutely want to see you on Pinterest because mm-hmm. there, there are a ton of impulse buys that are happening on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sort of uh, people don't know how, how much is happening on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the trick there when you're a product business is just to make the checkout process as easy as possible. Right. So if you're an artist and you've got a print that you're selling on Pinterest, and people click on it, you want to send them right to a page where if they want to, they can buy that print. And they can buy just the print. They can buy it framed if they want to. You know, make it as easy as possible for mm-hmm. them to get from, oh, I love that pin, to uh, to actually buying it. Does that all make sense? It does. But that just brought up a, an interesting question. If, say, I'm a photographer, wouldn't, want, wouldn't I want them to go to see more images as opposed to just the one they wanted to buy? Yeah, except the thing is, if they're intrigued by a particular image, mm-hmm. um, I think I would rather have them have them sent to a checkout page. Okay. Um, and then possibly at the bottom of that checkout page, you could say, see more images like this. Okay. You know, so you could kind of you know, capitalize on their interest in you as a photographer and your work. Okay. Um, but by the time somebody clicks on an image, um, they're interested in that, you know, mm-hmm. and they're probably saying, oh, that's so fantastic. I wonder if I might be able to buy that. Mm-hmm. And not all the time, of course, because not everyone is looking on Pinterest to shop, you know, um, but I, yeah, I think I'd rather see an easy checkout process because when I go from a Pinterest pin that I love of, say, a pair of earrings mm-hmm. and I get thrown over to a page that just has a whole bunch of earrings and I have to hunt for the pair that I want. Right. Then you give up. It's frustrating to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, oh, this is too much work. I'll go back and, and look at the pretty pictures on Pinterest, you mm-hmm. know. But if they take me right into checkout, I'm much more likely to buy, and I have. I'll admit it. Um, so, yeah, I, it's really, it, but it depends, you know, it really depends on what your goals are, right. too. Because some people are really looking to get people on their mailing list, and mm-hmm. Pinterest is great for that as well, you know. 
Well, and but you brought up a really good point. You know, on my blog po- board, I send people mm-hmm. to that specific blog post. If I mm-hmm. were to just send yep. them to my blog in general, you yep. know, that they're not going to like that because they wanted to see that specific article yep. that I'm referring to. And if they have to hunt and find Absolutely. it, they're not going to. Um, yeah, you know, and I, that brings up the topic of, of photo badges or mm-hmm. badges. You can call them that, too. And we were talking a little bit about this earlier when we talked about Quozio, but the idea with those badges is to get maybe a beautiful picture or some kind of gorgeous background and put the name of your blog post right in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the other day I had one about Facebook and why you shouldn't um, – you should manage Annually add your blog post to Facebook mm-hmm. instead of doing an auto-publishing right. kind of thing. Um, and I created a badge for that blog post that, that had the title of the post in it. So if someone clicks on that, that's what they're interested in. They don't want to go to my newest blog post. They want mm-hmm. to go to the one about Facebook. You know, I don't want to make them hunt for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to make sure that you're using the individual link for that blog post because every blog post on your site has an individual URL, like one particular place that you could send people to. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you're leveraging that. Um, because there's something interesting about the Pinterest mindset that when, when we see it like that, we really want to go directly to it. You know, we've got their attention, so we want to send them exactly where they want to go instead of doing a, a bait and switch kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. You know, and any time I click on a link, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, wherever, if I don't go directly to what I wanted to see, 99% yeah. of the time, I don't try. You know, I go back yeah. to where I was and, and, you know, just go on. I don't think, yeah. oh, I really wanted that. Now, obviously, if I was very interested in buying that product, I might look yeah. a little bit more. But, right. you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I don't think I'm an anomaly. You know, I do have a short attention no, span. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those where, you, as you said, you want to make it as easy as possible for people to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm, exactly. No roadblocks, and particularly in Pinterest, because it is all, well, not all, um, but when you're, when you're looking at products in particular, it's mostly impulse buys, you know, so you want to make sure that you're sending them exactly to where you want to send them, and don't, you know, don't frustrate them. It's important. No roadblocks. Um, now, would you give them yeah, the specific call to action? In, in the description. So, you know, maybe it's a photo yeah. that somebody could buy or the earrings or whatever. Would you say, click here to buy these earrings? Hmm. Or is that too in your face? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because my question on that is whether it would go, whether that caption, if you put it in there, that description, whether it would travel. Um, so let's say I've, you know, I've got a pair of earrings from my site that I put up. I don't know if that buy now message would travel with it if you repinned that image and put it on your ah. Pinterest board. You know, I don't know whether it would travel. My sense is probably not because you want to cut that commercial thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're pinning a pair of earrings, it might be to a style board, you know, a fashion board, and you just like it, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't want that commercial message to go out to your audience. Um, so I'm a little torn on that because I could see why you would want it. I'm a big fan of calls to action. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, sort, of, I'm sort of torn on that. Um, I do think it's a good idea to put the price of the pair of earrings in it mm-hmm. because when you put a dollar sign or a British pound sign, it puts a little banner across the top left mm-hmm. of I've your seen image that. Mm-hmm. that says how much the, the cost is. And that's good for two reasons. It lets people know that, yes, there is an item for sale here, so it's sort of a flag for that. Mm-hmm. And it also might end up in the gifts section of Pinterest, which is this oh. area people can browse to see all the stuff that's been tagged with, with dollar signs or pound signs like that. So everything you see 
I think it's called GIFs. Let me look. Oh, that now up. that's sure. a cool feature. So, um, so, yeah. so Pinterest adds things to that board itself. It does, yeah. And it's not everything. When I, I've done some experiments with it, and not everything that is tagged with a pound sign or a dollar sign will go in there. Okay. But a lot of it will. I've had stuff come up there, and under GIFs, it actually it, uh, it breaks it down by price range. I like this. It does. You've got a you know a one dollar to twenty dollar and a twenty dollar to fifty dollar etc. All the way up to you know five hundred dollars plus. Um, so, yeah, it, it lets people, you know, get their stuff into that gifts area, which is a place that people browse when they're looking at that kind of stuff, if they're looking to buy a gift or looking to, you know, find stuff for sale, that kind of thing. So I do think it's important to put a price in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, but I'm a big fan of a call to action once people get over to your website, too. Right. So mm-hmm. whether you're doing a product or a service, I want people to um, – I get on your mailing list, you know, so I like to see a big opt-in form across the top of your site that gets people on your list. You know, you can give away a free report or a discount on your product, you know, that kind of thing um, to get people on your list. And then you can follow up with them. You know, that's, that's the way I like to see that done. Well, and, you know, anybody who has an email list, we all struggle with how we get people to sign up for it. So, yes. you know, I think sometimes it is just reminding them to do it. You know, and, and maybe yeah. telling them, okay, I'm only going to send out once a month, you know, once every couple of weeks. We've all signed up for the, the e-newsletters that, you know, five a day, and we're thinking, okay, <laughs> not so much, never yeah. mind. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Now, one of the other uh, things that, that people have asked me is they have a nonprofit organization or, say, a business mm-hmm. organization like a chamber of commerce, something like that, where yeah. there's not really a physical product. There's not a lot to send them to websites, you know, to their own. What the heck are they going to use Pinterest for, and, and you know, what would they be printing, be pinning to? Yeah, yeah. Well, the first thing I usually say is make sure that you do have content on your website. I'm I'm a big fan of nonprofit blogs, mm-hmm. so you can talk about what's going on and what the issues are, and and have places where you could send people back to on Pinterest and you know and on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. So you want a content-rich website at the center of what you're doing. So that's mm-hmm. first. Um, and I think with nonprofits, I think it can be used in lots of interesting ways. You could have boards that speak about, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, a chapter in the book that's all about nonprofits and B2B companies mm-hmm. um, because it is a little different what they're trying to do on there. And what I think about is how can I build nonprofit or company awareness? Mm-hmm. You know, water.org, I think it's called. It's a um, a website and a nonprofit that was started by Matt Damon. Um, oh. And their, you know, their whole uh, mission is to have clean water in mm-hmm. third world countries. Um, and they do a brilliant job on Pinterest. They have a whole board that talks about water and why we need it. And the images on it are just breathtaking. They're so mm-hmm. cool. And it really just drives home what they're trying to do and why it's important. And that's important for volunteers. It's important mm-hmm. for people who donate. You know, and it can really be this gorgeous visual representation of what they're trying to do and, and why it's important. You know? So I think that's great for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. I do think that you just use it a little bit differently with nonprofits and B2B companies too. You know? um, but again, I want to see people 
uh, driving back to websites, get them on your mailing list so that you can follow up with them. You know, mm-hmm. I started following Water.org and a couple of other nonprofits, and I do get regular mailings from them talking about what's going on and what they've accomplished in the last year. And then there is a pitch saying, you know, donate here right. at the bottom, and I, and I often do, you know. Um, so you're just thinking in terms of traffic and and, um, and getting your message out, you know, when you're a nonprofit. So mm-hmm. I hope I, I answered your question there. Yes. You know, and, and I think – the most important thing that we can all remember, you know, because I'm, I'm looking here just at my, my, my uh, people that I follow on Pinterest. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some absolutely great things. There actually are a couple here from nonprofits where they're posting mm-hmm. to great content. But then I've got one where three in a row, it's the exact same thing and it's very much in your face, buy from mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm real close to just going and unfollowing yeah. those people. Mm, interesting, because it's too commercial for you. It's too it salesy. Is. It's too used it car is. salesman. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. way used car salesman. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that that's where we get caught up because, we, you know, it, we're using this for business, so we want yeah. to sell product or sell our service, right. but we do kind of forget that that's not really why a lot of other people are there. It is social right. media, and, and yeah. we want to build those relationships with people as opposed to buy for me, buy for me, buy for me, yes. buy for me. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, that's exactly what we need to remember is why people are going on Pinterest. You know, a lot of content on Pinterest is what we call aspirational. Mm-hmm. So they're going on there to dream. You know, they want to think about their right. dream house, dream vacation, um, things they'd love to do with their kids, you know, that kind of thing, recipes, you know, that kind of thing if they had time. <laughs> um, well, and a lot of them do make the time. You know, they actually take the stuff that they see on Pinterest and do it in real life. Um, but they're sort of they're going on there to dream, and they're going on there because it's just a cool place to hang out. It's really positive. It's really beautiful, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what we need to remember is they're not going on Pinterest to be sold to. In fact, nobody right. likes to be sold to. No. But on Pinterest, just like with everywhere else on social media, they're, they are coming in there with certain problems. You know, so if a, a woman in particular is a business owner like me, you know, and I've got a problem that I wake up in the morning thinking about, you know, and for me it's like how do I get more clients, how do I grow the business, how do I be more productive during the day, and I happen to see um, a, something that would solve that problem for me on Pinterest, heck yeah, I'm going to click right. on it. You know, if I saw something that was talking about how I can spend more time with my son and still be a business owner, you know, have balance in my life, um, if it's not screaming, buy me, buy me, you know, if it's a blog post or an article in Forbes or I don't know what it would be, but, you know, something that I could read that might help me, and then there's possibly a sales pitch at the end of it once I've sort of built a relationship mm-hmm. with the author, then that gets interesting to me, you know, because I've I've learned to trust them a little bit, you know. So that's the way I go about it anyway. I'd be curious how you approach stuff on Pinterest. Have you ever purchased something on Pinterest? I have not. From, from um, actually, I take that back. I, I did, um, you know, I've, I've uh, purchased a couple books, some things like that, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I saw the, and typically t- if it's a book, it's the cover, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand that, but it was, yeah. you know, from, from somebody that I was following, so I knew it was a great resource, but I also have, it, mine, you know, really is things that I have searched for, but that brings me to a question. When I search is it just searching the categories or is it searching in the descriptor for certain words? 
Yeah, that's a great question too. And I will give people a heads up that I think the Pinterest search function is a little, I describe it as sort of anemic. It doesn't have a whole <laughs> lot of oomph behind it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm hoping that they kind of get behind that and change it because right now, you know, w- you will put in a search, a search term, you know, let's say uh, asparagus, you know, you're mm-hmm. looking for an asparagus recipe. And what it will do is search in, in categories, meaning like the names of boards or mm-hmm. the categories of the, you know, different um uh, they'll look in recipes and things like that. And they will look in the, the name of the description as well, what you've got in the description, the little caption that you put underneath each pin. It'll do both, but it seems to just pull some things, not all. You know, because I've put in something that I really want to be found in Pinterest mm-hmm. search and make sure that a particular search term is in the, the caption of it, and it won't show up when I do the search. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit all over the place. You know, it's a little hit or miss. But what it's supposed to be doing is searching categories, searching names of boards, and searching the actual pin descriptions. And when you run a search, um, this is something I want to tell folks too. So there's a little search box in the upper left of pretty much every Pinterest page that you're on. Um, so let's say um, when you put in a particular search term, you'll get a whole bunch of results right away. So you'll see a whole bunch of pins. But then right underneath the search box, you'll see something that says pins, boards, and pinners. Um, and then when you click on those different links, it'll take you to um, pins, meaning when you search for the word asparagus, then the word asparagus comes up in the caption of these particular pins. Ah, and then wow. boards, meaning it'll come up in the title of the board. And when you okay. look for pinners, that would be typically if you're looking for someone's name. So if mm-hmm. I look for you, then under pinners, hopefully it's going to show me a lot of dead careers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit of a way to try to get deeper into you know, the search. Okay. Um, but, but I will warn, you know, it, it's not great right now but it's something you know it's not bad it's at least something you know but it is something to keep in mind when you're creating your boards and when you're writing the the you know the, the description is you know yeah. there are different ways that people are searching for it so don't don't skip one thinking hey it's yeah. it's not going to work um absolutely so. and you can use um hashtags in your captions as well. And I do think that Pinterest is learning how to love hashtags. Ah. So you could, hash, you could put a hashtag that says recipes. You could put a hashtag that says side dishes mm-hmm. under your asparagus pin. I don't know why I picked asparagus, but let's stick with it. <laughs> um, and you could also put a hashtag that says asparagus. So if somebody's mm-hmm. searching for an asparagus recipe, then perhaps one that's, that's hashtagged as asparagus would be more likely to come up in a search. And again, it's mm-hmm. not all the time. It's a little hit or miss, um, but it'll at least up your chance. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then what's nice is that when people click on asparagus in the hashtag in your caption, then Pinterest goes and searches for other things that have been tagged as asparagus, mm. and it'll pull those up as search engine results too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm explaining this well. Hopefully, this is all making sense. It but is. I do want to just want to say, you know, Twitter hashtags work in a very, very similar way to okay. Pinterest hashtags. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, one of the things that, that I also want to make sure we touch on is making things pinnable on your mm-hmm. blog, your website, all of those various things. So say I've written a blog post. How do mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I and, and I have the buttons there, but if it's somebody who has not done it, what do they want to do? Or maybe they've got, say, a product catalog. Should mm-hmm. they yeah. pin the catalog? Should they, you know, how do they add things in there to make it easy for people to share? Because that's the whole thing yeah. is social media is word of mouth on steroids. You know, so how yes, do we make it, it easy for people to share our content? 
Yeah. Well, the first thing is that you want to make sure that your pictures are not in flash because Pinterest hates flash. Well, not hate. That's a strong word. But but you're not going to be able to pin stuff that's in flash. So if you have a flash banner, you know, a rotating banner or something like that, those pictures are not going to be available to pin. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're looking at, say, a catalog page, you know, you've got a picture of a gorgeous dress, you know, you want to make sure that those pictures are not in flash. Mm -hmm. And then I think the easiest way to do it is what you just said, which is to add a pin it button to every page on your site, anything that's got an image on it, particularly if you've got a catalog. Um, and I've seen companies make this mistake where um, they just sort of hope that people will figure out how to pin it instead right. of giving them a big, you know, pin it on Pinterest button. And really, like, you just need a little pin it button. There's a lot of them out there. Um, there's some that you can download from the Pinterest website. And so those are the two most critical things because a lot of people don't know that you can pin from anywhere on the website using this little bookmarklet that you can get from Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, you can pin from almost any website unless the webmaster has blocked Pinterest users, which doesn't Mm -hmm. happen terribly often. But a lot of people don't know that you can use that bookmarklet, and they're looking for that pin it button. You know, and they say, God, it would be great to put this on Pinterest. You know, how do I do that? And they look Mm -hmm. for that button. So that's really important to do that. Just make it as easy as you possibly can and keep it out of flash. And make sure that you've got a nice image um, and not too large of an image either. You know, don't make your images huge. Make them, um, you can to make them really Pinterest friendly, make them sort of long and tall. Um, mm-hmm. So not too terribly wide and tall because Pinterest likes that kind of image. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny, I had somebody the other day that had absolutely no idea about Pinterest, and, and she said, you know, what is this? And and her example, she said, I was on the Macy's website, and I was mm-hmm. looking at a blouse, and she said, it said pin it, and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, well, you know, social media reverts us all back to seventh graders or eighth graders, and we want to <laughs> do what the cool kids do. So, yeah, you know, if, exactly. I, if I admired, say, her her fashion sense... And then she pinned that image. Now, the cool thing is, you know, I have my pins set up so they also go to my Facebook page. So I'm sharing Mm -hmm. the love even more. But, you know, so if if she had done that and I, you know, say I I did admire her sense of style, I could go right there and buy that exact same blouse, you know, and that's a little stalkerish. But, um, you know, and and then she got it. She she really did understand why somebody would want to pin that. And and I said, you know, I told her, I said, now, that is something to do with caution. (laughs) Don't pin things yeah, you don't want you know, yeah. the world to see, but um, right. and but she you know she didn't even have an account, but it does bring up an interesting thing. You know, mentioning the fact that I have my Pinterest account tied to my Facebook page, mm-hmm. I try to not get carried away with pinning. Yeah. You know, because for one thing, I don't want people thinking is that the only thing I'm doing, but I don't want it showing up in my feed that I just pinned yeah. you know 900 images. Yeah, yeah. Although the thing I will say about that, the other thing that's new since the last time we talked is that Pinterest does have private boards. So everybody gets up to three private boards, cool. which I assume that when you pin to it, it's not going to show up on Facebook if you've got them linked. I haven't tested that, but given that it's supposed to be private, I'm assuming that so. it's not going right. to you know, publicize it all over Facebook. It would be good to test that to make sure. Um, so, But you can have stuff that's just for you. So if you're planning a surprise party, if you've got a private project that you don't want anyone to see, um, or if you are you know, doing stuff for fashion like that and you don't want to know, you know, you don't want someone to know that you're copying their look, um, you can put on those private pages too so you have a little bit of a space there where it's just for you you know because one thing that does put people off about pinterest is that it's all public mm-hmm. um there's no right. way of having a private account you know so in the, with this addition of private accounts i think they've you know they've tried to solve that problem mm-hmm. um so that's that's something that can be used in, in cases like that too right well and and i heard about a, a company that was using a private board 
in amongst its its salespeople because they were posting, you know, hey, what do you think about this ad or this yeah. ad or this? And and then only their salespeople could see it. So it wasn't being released yes. to the world yet. And, and that was a very good right. way for the business to use a private board. Absolutely, because private boards can still be collaborative. You know, you and I could have one about a project that we're doing six months from now that right. we're not ready to let everyone know about. Um, and you could use it in business purposes a lot like that. I think that's great. I think that's smart. Yeah, I they said it was working really well. Um and yeah, and the funny thing great. it was a mix of men and women and you know they but but it they were posting a lot of things there for upcoming products and and things and they just thought it was great. Yeah, wonderful. You know, and obviously there's the uses like you mentioned of a surprise party, you're planning a wedding, yeah. all those things yeah. where you you want to be keeping these images and possibly sharing them with, you know, a couple other people, but you don't want it going out to the world. So those private boards yeah. really are nice. Yeah, I think they're really a smart addition to what Pinterest is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish they would let you do more than three, um, but just having the, the capability of doing any is smart. And you can take any current board and make it a private board. If you've got ah. something out there that you're not 100% comfortable with, you can transfer it, like convert it mm-hmm. um, to a private board. So I think that's smart too. Nice, nice. Well, um, one last time, tell us first, how can they buy your book and then how can they find your information? Because I was on your website and I love this. This is so cool. Grab my free Pinterest marketing guide. Woohoo! Yep. <laughs> so the website is BethHayton.com, and you're going to see my big opt-in form across the top. You can't miss it. Uh, the title is, as Deb just said, Grab My Free Pinterest Marketing Guide, and you can get that. Um, and you can just find it at BethHayton.com, H-A-Y-D-E-N. The book is available on Amazon, on uh, Barnes & Noble, and on Apple iBooks, and it is available for Kindle as well, and I believe on Nook and Barnes & Noble as well. And then you can find me on Pinterest if you want to connect with me there. And it's just Pinterest.com forward slash Beth Hayden. Cool. So that's how to find me. So for somebody who's still going, okay, what is P interest and why should I be there? And you know, yeah. what what tip do you have or you know a handful of tips for somebody just starting yeah. out, what do they need to know? Yeah, so I would say get yourself an account. It's free. Doesn't you know you don't need an invitation anymore. Uh, get yourself in there. And what I tell people is start playing around with adding cool content that you think your market, your audience will enjoy. And it's simple to do. You can do it in five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, um, and just start putting stuff on there that you think people will like. And then the second step is to add your content from your website as well. So if you've got blog posts and articles that are on your site, pin them too. And you got to, you know, find a balance. You don't want to over-promote, you know, on it, um, on Pinterest, just like any other social media tool. But have a balance between the two, between, uh, you know, other people's stuff and your own stuff. And you'll be amazed at how quickly you start connecting with people, getting repins, um, and getting traffic from it. So it's a, it's a pretty painless process, I think, to get started. And I think it's fun. You know, I think social media is super fun. But right. Pinterest in particular, it really appeals to me. You know, and, and it's a cool business tool, but it's just as much fun going and finding new recipes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, it's just a fun place to hang out. It's just gorgeous. So, yep. Great. Well, Beth, thank you so much for, for being online. I'm sure that Pinterest will change again, and we will have you back to, to talk about new and, and even cooler features. Um, and until then, have a great day, and everyone else, enjoy your day. And connect with me online. It's debcreer.com. Shows all of my, my various social media sites there, so you can connect with me also. Thanks so much, Deb. 
Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. I hope it always will stay this way. Listening to Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.